Hello, I'm Damien Venuto. It's May 9th, and this is a special edition of The Front Page, a daily podcast presented by the New Zealand Herald. Much of the North Island is once again flooding amid an absolutely heaving severe downpour. Schools have been evacuated across Auckland and Northland, and emergency services have again been on high alert. This opens fresh wounds for a region that was only recently in the firing line of severe flooding and Cyclone Gabrielle. So why has this been happening so much in the same region? Is there a better way to forecast the likelihood of extreme weather? And what does the latest research show about the way we forecast heavy rainfall? In this episode of The Front Page, University of Canterbury PhD researcher Cameron McCurlick joins us to explain his findings on how we can become better at predicting heavy rainfall. Cameron, the heavy rainfall across Auckland and Northland has again caught us by surprise, as did those floods earlier this year. So why do we struggle to predict the severity of these weather systems? I think there's a large amount of research going into trying to predict these extreme events that are happening around New Zealand. And I think the problem is a lack of understanding and the sort of conditions that lead to an extreme event. So the heavy rainfall was one thing, but something that we are also concerned about is what sort of other conditions in the atmosphere lead to an extreme event. So maybe there's a temperature anomaly, some sort of a moisture anomaly in the atmosphere, and there's the combination of that and some sort of winds or something, the presence of uplift of a moisture rising in the atmosphere that causes rain. Though those sort of conditions might lead to an extreme sort of rainfall event, we don't quite fully understand yet. We are expecting this weather to be impactful for people. We're expecting things like surface flooding, very rapidly rising streams and rivers, um, as well as hazardous driving conditions. So if people are going to be out and about, please be sure to check the expected warnings and watches and plan accordingly. So you've been working on some research suggesting that there might be a better way to predict heavy rainfall. Can you talk us through what you found out? We looked at the frequency of rainfall, so how often it rains in a certain place. And we also looked at the intensity of rainfall, so the amount of rain that falls at a certain place. And what we did in our research, which is something that hasn't been done before, is we linked the two together. So we combined the frequency and intensity of rain. And normally these are considered separately. And by doing this research, we found a strong connection between the two. So we assessed rainfall by the frequency of which rain occurs. And then we saw that if you know the amount of rainy days in one place, you can make a strong prediction of how much it's going to rain. So basically, we saw that the old saying, when it rains, it pours, is actually true. When it rains, it really does pour. Why haven't we ever made that link before? Why haven't we been able to make that observation before? What is it that inspired you to get stuck in on that specific observation? So previously, we haven't been able to verify this link between how often and how much it rains as weather stations used to get a measurement record of rain are not well distributed across the globe, especially over the oceans. And New Zealand's surrounded by oceans, so it's even worse here than some of the other countries say. But what our research did was we used a number of global sources of rainfall data that fill in the gaps left by these observational stations. And by taking in these large amounts of data, we could see this connection come out. So what does your finding mean in the context of climate change, which ultimately suggests that we can expect more severe weather events to happen more frequently in the future? 
exactly what you said. This research is important for climate change. It's going to influence the amount of extreme events. We don't make any uh, strong predictions of what's going to happen in the future, but other research does show that in the future, you're going to get a larger frequency of rain. And then because our research shows a connection between the frequency of rain and the intensity of rain, it also means that in the future, there's going to be more and more heavy rainfall. Um, and something else our research also shows is a strong connection between the frequency of rainfall and some measures used to work out extreme rain. So, for example, the amount of days in a year it rains above 10 millimetres or 20 millimetres. There's a strong connection between that and just the frequency of how often it's raining. So, based on that, it's important for climate change because... In the future, there are going to be these higher amount of days that have extreme rainfall, and we're going to see a higher occurrence of these extreme rainfall events. Ideally, do you see that this research could serve a function in terms of decisions that we make when it comes to building stormwater systems or preparing for those periods of severe rain? Yeah, exactly. Something that we did in our analysis was we um, sort of looked at rainfall separately based on how often it rains, and that's something that can definitely be applied to New Zealand because we have different parts of the country experience different amounts of rainfall. So, for example, your west coast region of the South Island is quite wet, whereas across the mountains towards Canterbury is going to be drier. And our research suggests we need to consider these regions differently as they will experience a different amount of extreme events. Auckland is also a good example of a region that experiences a reasonable amount of rainfall. And then our research shows that in turn you would expect Auckland to receive a larger amount of extreme events than, let's say, Canterbury, which has less rainfall. And then what we're hoping is that our research allows us to look at things in a different light and provide a new perspective for assessing rainfall, both in New Zealand and then from a global perspective too. This could be key in terms of those big decisions when it comes to building the infrastructure for our cities. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think there's a lot of decision to be made regarding building resilience to extreme events and that sort of thing. And then it's good to have the research in place showing you the physical processes and the environment to help make the decisions. Cameron, you're obviously keeping one eye on New Zealand with your research, but do you think that this research could apply anywhere else in the world and offer guides to those at-risk cities that also face these severe weather events every year? Uh, Yeah, exactly. So one interesting part of the research that we found is that regions that experience a similar occurrence of rainfall showed similar properties when it comes to the intensity of rain and extreme events, even if they're not in the same location. So If there was a city in Europe that received the uh, same amount of rainfall as Auckland, based on our research, we would expect them to show a similar, let's say, profile of rain and extremes. Yeah, Henderson's sort of blocked up. I would avoid coming to this intersection because it's pretty busy in all directions. I'm out here making sure this drain keeps clearing. Yeah, no good, no good. Cameron, as a researcher in this space, when you look at the impact of the severe rainfall in Auckland and the fact that it caught us off guard, what's your initial response? What's your thinking when you see stuff like this happen? I guess my first response is that it's such a terrible thing to happen to the community and to the whole parts of the North Island that experience such a rainfall event. I guess my first thoughts were the fact that there are people that have to experience this and it's not just a statistical thing to look at from a science perspective. But then the next thing is that from a science perspective, there is a whole lot of interesting research that can be done. I know there are various organizations in and around New Zealand that will have uh, various instruments uh, set up on the ground. And there'll be a large effort in the wake of this heavy rainfall event to analyze the data that's come through these stations and see what's happened, why did it happen and what can we do in the future to prevent it or at least help minimize the impacts of a future event. 
Cameron, why did you pursue this area to investigate for your PhD? Was there any motivation for you to pursue this? I think the main reason I did this is because extremes are something that have been getting more regular in recent years. And compared to, let's say, normal climate change, which occurs on a very gradual scale, extremes are very real. You feel the impact on your life in a much, much greater rate. So having the opportunity to pursue this research is funded by an MB endeavor looking at the impacts of climate change and predicting climate extremes into the future. So if the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Enterprise is interested in this, that does suggest that businesses need to take consideration of these factors when it comes to planning and making their decisions, right? Yeah, exactly. So Cameron, looking at the future, how easily could this research be rolled out to help us all better prepare for those big weather events? I think, as I was saying before, it just provides a different perspective for analyzing rainfall. So I think the big key point is that because we see this link between how often it rains and how much it rains, we need to consider different places separately based on how often it rains, which is often quite an easy aspect to work out a rainfall because you're just looking at the presence or absence of rain. So it just provides a more simple perspective for analysing rain and getting a good first estimate of the number of extremes from there. Thanks for joining us, Cameron. That's it for this episode of The Front Page. You can read more about today's stories and extensive news coverage at nzherald.co.nz. The Front Page is produced by Sean D. Wilson with executive producer Ethan Sills. I'm Damien Venuto. You can follow The Front Page on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. And tune in tomorrow for another look behind the headlines.